Hello and welcome to the Channeled by Nina podcast. I'm your host Nina and I'm a psychic channel, healer and spiritual mentor. On this podcast, I'll be sharing how you can create your desired reality through the lens of spirituality, energetics and channeled guidance so that you can experience more magic in everyday life. So if you're ready to tap into your intuitive gifts, live your purpose and create soul aligned success in life, love, business and wealth, then you're in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back to the Channeled by Nina podcast. I'm really excited to bring you today's episode as we're going to be diving into one of my favorite topics that I believe is the very core of soul-led entrepreneurship. And that is the power of embodying your soul blueprint and your purpose. Because the number one question that I get asked in the work that I do is, what's my thing? What's my purpose? Why am I here? What am I here to do? And that's a big question. Looking at your soul purpose alone will not actually give you that much information because it's usually quite a vague and general description. And the reason for that is it's only part of your entire energetic makeup. So that's why it's so important to look at the soul blueprint in its entirety to actually understand what your, what your soul purpose is. And I know that the idea of aligning with your soul purpose is a really fluffy term and it's become quite a buzzword. So today I'll be talking about what aligning with your soul purpose actually means because it might not be what you think it is. I'll also be sharing what the soul blueprint is and why it's the secret sauce to help you unlock your highest potential in your life and in your business. Because if you're not doing this, I can tell you right now, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. So if you want to find out how this can help you create a business that's successful, soul aligned and abundant, then make sure that you're listening all the way through. And just before we dive in, I just want to mention that there are so many different tools out there that speak about the soul blueprints and like astrology, human design. But today I'm going to be speaking about it uh, from my understanding, and that is from channeling the Akashic Records and different higher dimensional beings that are here to support lightworkers on their soul path. So for those of you that don't know what the Akashic Records are, I would describe that as, how would I describe that? <laughs> I would describe that as the field of all that is. So it's essentially a field of consciousness that holds energetic information about the entire universe. So in this space, you can, you can access all the information you want about your soul's journey from the point of its creation and all its past present and potential future experiences. So you can actually think of it of like a metaphysical Google where you can tap into source wisdom and receive any answer that you want. And this episode or this topic is really a two-part series. So today I'm going to be speaking about the what. I'm going to be speaking about what it is. And in the next episode, I'll be talking about the how, and that's the actual practical implementation of this how to become a living, breathing expression of your soul. And I'll also be talking about the fastest way to expand your soul business. And that is through working with your spirit guides and your higher selves. You're not going to want to miss that. So first things first, what is the soul blueprint? 
So you can think of it as this intricate cosmic map that your soul carries. So it is a unique encoding that holds the essence of who you truly are. So it's the energetic makeup that is you. And you have an original soul blueprint that was created at the time of your soul's creation. So I like to call this your OG soul template. And this is your your true soul frequency. And in that blueprint, you carry certain traits, qualities, and gifts in, in that original blueprint. But this isn't your first time walking on planet Earth. So your soul has journeyed through so many different incarnations and lifetimes. And what happens is that we keep, we keep learning, we keep evolving, and we go through so many different experiences and we develop gifts and traits that we actually need to fulfill the soul mission that we've chosen for that specific lifetime. And our soul mission is different in each and every incarnation. So before we sign up to come back here to planet Earth, we actually choose our purpose and we sign up for different experiences and lesson that our soul wants to learn. And then we come back here to planet Earth with this spiritual amnesia and we journey through this life to learn certain lessons and have different experiences that essentially assist us in our soul's evolution and help us remember the truth of who we are. So all of this adds up, all of these gifts, all of these traits and qualities that you've accumulated over these lifetimes, they are already in energetically encoded within you. So the best part is you've already signed up for a soul mission and you have the traits, the gifts, and all of the characteristics that you need to fulfill your soul mission successfully in this lifetime. And sometimes these traits, they lay dormant in your DNA and need to be activated energetically. Sometimes they start to come online when you make certain life choices, which you you make a decision and it opens up an entirely new timeline for you. And what usually happens then is that you start to remember how to do certain things that you weren't able to do before, or you start embodying certain traits. And sometimes these traits or these gifts will already be active within you to a certain extent when you come into this world. They can, of course, be further developed during this lifetime. So an example of that could be people that are born with psychic gifts or artists, creatives, musicians, or people that are in any other way exceptionally gifted at something. Other traits can actually be remembered, as I mentioned, when we make certain life choices, because that's when it's the right time for those gifts to actually come online. And this is usually when we need them to fulfill our purpose that we've chosen, which makes a lot of sense because we have so many gifts, we have so many traits. And if we don't actually need them, like there's no, there's no point of them coming online, which was the case for me. I was not born with psychic gifts, or at least not that I remember. <laughs> um, I was a very intuitive kid and I did have certain experiences, but I wouldn't have exactly called myself psychic. So when I was working uh, as a lawyer, I didn't need it. I didn't need those traits. But when I made certain life choices and other things happened, they started to come online with a bang. Side note there. Um, <laughs> so your soul blueprint is also directly connected to your soul's highest timeline of limitless potential. And I know that that's another buzzword that is like align with your highest timeline and like shifting timelines. And there are so many different timelines that are available to us. 
And the thing is that we, of course, we always have free will, but there is one that is our soul destiny timeline. And this is the timeline that our souls chose to experience before incarnating on this planet. And this is the timeline where we have all of those experiences that our soul signed up for when we live in perfect harmony and resonance with our soul, when we're fulfilling our mission, when we're experiencing soul-based relationships, making an impact, and living in abundance for sharing our soul's work. And this timeline, it is the highest timeline for soul's evolution as well. That is when it, when our personal development is truly accelerated. Because when you're fully aligned with this timeline, this is where you make the biggest quantum leaps. And I'm going to speak more about this in the next episode. But what I want to say there is as a channel, I can clearly see what is available to you on that highest timeline and exactly what it is that needs to happen to bring it forth into your reality. So this is absolutely something that you can tap into through uh, channeling the Akashic Records. In essence, your your soul blueprint is it's really a detailed description of your soul's journey and evolution. So it includes the information about your unique soul purpose that you chose before before incarnating on this planet, the lessons that you came here to learn, what your true gifts to humanity are. So it's a roadmap of your spiritual evolution, and it really does provide you with all the information that you need to live in alignment with your soul. And you essentially have a unique encoding for every aspect of your life. You have an encoding for love of perfect health. But in this episode, I'll be speaking about the most common aspects that I look at when it comes to soul business. So that's why it's important to understand your soul purpose in the context of your blueprint. Because when you put all of these puzzle pieces together and really start embodying the essence of who you are, that's when things really start to flow with ease. And it really is about aligning with the path of least resistance. And when you're doing that, you have clarity on who you are, why you're here, who you came here to be, and how to go out and do it successfully. And when you truly embody your soul in this way, it really is reflected in every area of your life. So you're deeply connected to your purpose work, you awaken to your soul gifts, you attract financial abundance for sharing your soul's work, and you attract those soul-based relationships. And that's not only soulmate relationships, but it's soulmate friendships, it's soulmate clients. And you start to raise your energetic frequency and become magnetic to things that your soul desires to, to have or to experience. And each and every soul has its own unique resonance and frequency. And I'm, I'm a very auditory person. So I love to describe this as like a specific note or sound. So when you're in alignment with, with that, you're vibrating with the frequency of truth. And when you're vibrating at that frequency, you're living in harmony with your soul and the world around you. So you can see it like an instrument that sounds beautifully when it's perfectly tuned. It vibrates with perfect harmony and resonance. And that's essentially what soul alignment means. And in the grander scheme of things, you living your truth, tapped into the most authentic version of who you are, and living your purpose, that is what brings balance and harmony to this world. Because everything in this cosmos has a particular purpose for being here. And that is 
your greatest gift to humanity. It's essentially helping the ascension of the entire planet. So how do you understand your soul purpose when you look at the soul blueprint? So as I mentioned earlier, the way that the soul purpose is expressed in the Akashic Records, it's usually quite vague. It doesn't give a lot of detail. And the way I see it is that your your soul purpose is something that it doesn't really change. It is the very essence of your existence, but the way that you choose to carry it out, the actual mission, that will grow and evolve as you do. So sometimes when you tap into the Akashic Records, you get certain information about your soul purpose. So I see the the soul purpose more as an overarching theme where all the other pieces are needed to actually complete the puzzle and make sense of it. So it doesn't give you the what, the where, or the how, but it becomes clear when you tap into the soul blueprint. And that's when it really starts to get interesting. And that's also what makes your, your soul mission entirely unique because you're here to contribute to this planet in a way which only you can. And there's usually a lot of emphasis on like the doing. What am I here to do? And I understand that a lot of people want to understand that. But what I would really like to to emphasize is like, even though it's the reason for your very, very existence, it's not so much about what you're doing, but about who you are being when you are doing the thing. So it really is the energy behind what you do. So it's in your beingness rather than doingness, if that makes sense. Your sole purpose, for example, it isn't to be a channel or a coach. That That's more of an archetype or soul gift. That's just part of the bigger picture. So I can give an example of a client that I worked with recently. Her sole purpose was to work with the divine feminine frequency and assist in the shift to love, harmony, and abundance, to shift in the vibration. And I can give an example of this from a session that I had frequency with a client. Her sole purpose was to work with the divine feminine frequency to assist in the shift of the vibration of this planet to love, to harmony and abundance. So that's quite vague. It doesn't really um, give us much information about what she, she, how she should be doing that. Um, And this can be done in so many different ways. My uh, sole purpose, for example, is to be a sole purpose activator, to be a guide for your soul's highest alignment and showing you how to live it and be embodied in it. Super vague as well. That can mean lots of different things and it can be done in so many different ways. Um, I still tune into my soul purpose regularly because sometimes there are certain layers or I'm able to unlock even more information that I'm needed. And it can be a good idea to actually tune into your soul purpose regularly because sometimes um, there is more information that can be accessed that's actually needed for the next phase in your soul's evolution, or you can receive a slightly different perspective. Because what I find is that the way the soul purpose is expressed is the way that your soul will understand it at that point in time. So if someone would have told me that this was my soul purpose when I was working as a lawyer, it wouldn't have made sense to me at all. And another thing that I find is that the way that your soul purpose will be revealed will also depend on your level of consciousness at the time that you are asking the question or the time that you're getting your reading done. Um, I didn't really get an in-depth reading about my purpose before I started channeling, but I do remember, I remember quite vaguely that it was something about like truth, restoring balance and harmony and using my voice to advocate for others. 
which was, of course, very aligned <clears throat> if you look at what I was doing back then, working as a lawyer. And in a way, that's kind of what I'm doing now because spirit doesn't have a voice box. So I'm still advocating for others that don't really have a voice. So the thing was that when I was working as a lawyer, my purpose was very much aligned for what I was doing back then. But when I went through my awakening, it wasn't aligned for me anymore. And I see this as well with people that I've worked with before. Um, an example could be um, someone that's working as a medical doctor and their sole purpose is to, or they have like the sole archetype of like a medicine woman or a healer. And that can mean like a lot of different things depending on your level of consciousness, because you can be a healer and work more in this three-dimensional realm as like a nurse or a psychologist or a physiotherapist. But if your level of consciousness evolves, either through like a spiritual awakening or anything <laughs> similar to that, then that soul purpose might shift into healing in the energetic plane, like energy healing, for example. And I see that a lot as well. As people ascend in their consciousness, then there is another layer that is revealed about their purpose. So the next thing I want to talk about is your main archetype. And this is where you have the most life force energy flowing through you. So this is who you came here to be. So this is more of the how, the how meaning how you're meant, meant to share your gifts. And it's also tied to the impact that you're here to make because some people are here to work with large groups of people, speak on stages, and some people are to, here to work more intimately with people, maybe in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. So examples of archetypes are like artists, creatives, coaches, healers, channelers, visionaries, leaders, teachers, space holders, artistic expression, the sage, the medicine woman. So there's so many different archetypes. And depending on which one you have, this will be where you have the most life force energy flowing through you. So when you are fully aligned in your purpose work and embodying your main archetype, this will give you energy rather than taking energy for you. So this is something to look out for if you are, if your purpose work is making you feel tired or depleted, that usually is a sign that something's off. So an example of that, like my, my archetype is teaching, channeling and healing. And that is the energy that I can rely on the most. So I can channel for hours and hours on end and I don't get tired. Like it, it feels like fun and play. And it's that feeling of, I can't actually believe that I get to do this and, and get paid for it. That's how natural it feels for me. It's like breathing. While someone that maybe does, that does channeling work, but maybe doesn't have this as their main soul gift or their main archetype, it might be draining for them. They might feel themselves getting physically tired or they don't feel that they have the energetic capacity to do this full time, for example. So when I started out in my business, I was a coach and I really enjoyed what I was doing, but like I got tired from it. It didn't actually give me energy. So even though I liked working with clients, it actually took a little bit of energy from me rather than filling me up. <laughs> and the reason for that was like, I was not a coach. That's not what I was meant to do. So this is where you find your flow. And this is harnessing the energy that naturally flows through you. 
And sometimes these archetypes or these gifts, they can be something so obvious to you that you don't even realize it. Or it could also be something that you think is obvious for everyone and you take it for granted. So for me, like the channeling abilities, the healing teaching, if I look back now, I can see how that kind of made sense in a way, but I could have never imagined that I would be using it in this way. I've always been a witchy kid, very intuitive, like I've been able to read people and situation, but I thought that was normal. I thought that everyone was doing that. <laughs> so I didn't really uh, see myself as intuitive. That, and that was the extent of my abilities. Like I wasn't psychic, but this was something that I thought that everyone could do. And teaching, like that also kind of makes sense because when I was a kid, I loved playing teacher with my teddy bears. I was such a know-it-all and I loved to come home from school and like play with my toys and I was like playing teacher. And also looking back like at different workplaces that I've been at, I've always been like the mentor for new employees at work. And it's something I've really enjoyed doing. And I've also, I've also been told that I'm really good at that. And it also makes sense because I am such a nerd. I love learning new things. So being a channel is actually the best thing that could have ever happened because I get to be the perpetual student when I get to channel and I get to be a teacher at the same time. So yeah, that does make a lot of sense now. <laughs> and when it comes to healing, like my abilities did not come online until I think it was two years ago now. But looking back, I've always been that person that people come to for advice. They come to me with their problems, especially relationship problems. I remember in high school, like everyone would just come up to me, like people I hadn't even spoken to before. And they're just like, oh, I felt so called to like speak to you about this thing. And like, I was like, why are all these people sharing their problems with me? <laughs> and they would always say that, that my words were very healing and I had a very healing presence. And I, I didn't really get it, but it was something that, that naturally just happened when when people were in my energy. So yeah, that was kind of a side note, but my abilities have uh, evolved quite a bit along the way. But yeah, looking back, I can see how that kind of makes sense. The next thing is to to identify your soul gift. So this is really about identifying what your true gifts to humanity are. And this is when it starts to get specific. So this is the second part of the how. Because the thing is, we have so many different soul gifts, and this is really about identifying your true gift, like knowing which ones will bring you the most fulfillment, the most joy, and also um, which ones will naturally unlock abundance for you. That's also a very important thing. <laughs> and this will also be what other people are drawn to you for specifically. And it's also the path where you'll find the most ease, the most flow. And it's also directly related to what your soul chose to, to do, to experience on your soul's highest timeline. So it's not just about like doing things we're good at or doing things that come naturally to us. It's a lot more precise than that. So for example, if your main archetype is to be a healer, as mentioned, that could mean lots of different things and lots of different things for people with different levels of consciousness. But if you look at your soul gift, in, in the context of that, that would be the way to go about doing that. So for example, someone might have a specific soul gift to help others heal their bodies with healing foods or 
Maybe you're here to help people heal through the body, like the mind, the emotions, or spirit, or maybe achieve balance between spirit and mind. Another example is healing through vibration and sound. What are the other examples I can think of, like specific things like womb healing, past life healing, ancestral healing, um, helping people heal their hearts and returning to love or being here to to show other people how to create wealth and abundance in their own lives. Or you may have the archetype of the divine mother and have a soul gift of working with children or helping other people heal their inner child. And (laughs) this just popped up in my mind, like, I don't know if she is internationally well-known, but there's this woman, uh, I believe her name is Ama, an Indian woman that like she truly embodies the archetype of the Divine Mother because she just hugs people. Like she's so famous and people come to see her just to get her hugs because they're so healing. So (laughs) she is truly embodying her soul blueprint in that case, healing hugs, healing energy. Anyway, your archetype, that is essentially the way that you're meant to transmit the energy of the gifts that you're meant to share. And as mentioned before, these gifts can already be online fully, or they can be activated on an even deeper level. And I usually see this with clients as well. Like sometimes people come to me and they're already uh, tapped into their abilities and I can see like, okay, right now you're operating at like 30%. There's so much more for you to, to activate and remember in this lifetime. So that's super interesting um, to see. So there are different like levels. Deep, there are always deeper levels to your mastery. These gifts can also be dormant in your DNA. So what does that actually mean? So that means uh, these gifts that we spoke about from previous lifetimes that you've had. And sometimes these need to be activated energetically. And this is something that I help my clients with all the time. I pick up on which soul gifts they have lying dormant. And then we journey to past lifetimes and activate specific gifts or traits or codes that they previously mastered. And we start to integrate them. And what usually happens is that they start to remember how to do things. And maybe they've never had any prior experiencing at all with like channeling, healing, or light language, or any other type of spiritual gifts. But once they're activated, usually there's a bit of a time lag, but it does happen. And this is something that I've experienced myself as well, like a past life gifting integration. I remember when I did that for the first time, like it made no sense to me. I was taken back to past lifetimes in like ancient Egypt. And I was able to travel to different dimensions at will and, and heal. And I'm like, okay, that makes no sense. (laughs) At the time I was uh, doing psychic work, but I was coaching mainly. So that made no sense to me at all, but it did. It came online about a year after, after that experience. And I've, I've done this with um, several other gifts as well. Some still don't make sense to me, but I trust that they will because they they always do. They always come on, come online sooner or later. And the thing is, there can sometimes be blocks in the way for us to access our gifts, especially if there's some trauma associated with it, or it could also be ancestral ancestral trauma. And then you need to do past life healing, ancestral healing, or any healing that is required before this gift can actually be activated and reintegrated. And as I mentioned before, these gifts can sometimes be activated through certain life choices, 
when you start to follow your purpose, more and more gifts start to come online naturally, the ones that you need to fulfill your soul mission. And this keeps happening for me as well. Like the further I'm walking this path, in the beginning, it was just psychic abilities and then it was channeling and then it was trans channeling and healing and now even light language and singing. I've never been singing in my entire life and even like healing through my womb. And when we start to remember these things, it really does feel like the most natural thing in the world. It feels like breathing. And this is the way like I work, the way everything that I do in my work is entirely channeled, even the healing modalities. Um, I haven't taken any specific courses, healing courses for the work that I'm doing today. I just, I just know how to do it. And if there's something I don't know, I just ask and spirit shows me. So understanding your archetype and your gifts, this is what allows you to see the bigger picture and know how to go about fulfilling your purpose. And I've worked with a lot of business owners and the common thread that I see is that they're not so much out of alignment with their overarching purpose, because as I mentioned, that can mean loads of different things. But what I find is that they're usually out of alignment with the way that they're going about fulfilling their purpose. So they might be relying on certain gifts that aren't actually their main soul gifts, but at least the soul gifts that will not unlock abundance for them or attract their soulmate clients that they're meant to work with in this lifetime. And what I often see is that they are relying a lot on what makes sense to them from the level of the mind. And that could be like, oh, I'm starting my own business and I'll do something that I already know how to do well. And it might not be what's actually soul aligned. And this can cause constriction. And this is the reason that their businesses aren't flowing or they're not making the income and the impact that they know that they're capable of making. And as I mentioned before, this was the case with me when I was coaching, like I was actually aligned with the overarching purpose, but the way I was going about doing it was all wrong for me (laughs) because it was not in my soul blueprint. So for me, it was just making some tiny tweaks and that led to massive uh, results for me because I went from making nothing in my business um, to essentially remembering my gifts and signing clients and being fully booked out like a couple of months later. And this is what I see with my clients as well. Most of the time, it's like the smaller adjustments that are needed, but they're the ones that give uh, the greatest impact. And another thing that I look at in the soul blueprint are soul codes. So these are essentially traits, but also like something that naturally happens when other people are in your energy without you actually having to do anything. Um, so this could be through being in your energy or, or simply having a conversation with you that they'll feel activated or inspired to do something, or they feel that that was a very healing conversation. They feel that they've received some sort of transformation simply by being in your energy. And you can have seven different soul codes as well, but just like the gifts, not all of them are directly related to your purpose. So for example, I have really strong heart codes. And one of the things that I'm really good at is helping other people heal their hearts and manifest soulmate relationships. And I actually have a 100% success rate with this (laughs) to help other people work on their relationship patterns, love themselves. But even though it's something that that I'm good at and I actually enjoy this, this is not exactly directly linked to my purpose or who I came here to be. 
Um, and it's not exactly linked to my highest timeline as well, but it's something that I'm good at and it's easy for me. It's effortless for me. And another soul code, an example of that mine, for example, is activating others in their soul purpose. This happens naturally and it happens all the time. So people shift when they're in my energy without me actually doing anything or saying anything special. Uh, no, that's not exactly true because yeah, I've had, I remember when I first started out, I was really freaked out to, to do psychic work, like in person over Zoom. So I was doing written readings and I was doing readings for people I had never met or never seen in my entire life. And I would channel for them what their sole purpose is, who they are, what they're here to do. And they would get so fired up from a written reading. And I would like, I know a couple of people that actually wrote to me a couple of months later and they're like, I've quit my nine to five. I've started a business. So this is like nothing that I've actually worked with them on. It's just like the energy has been so activating. And I also see this with people that kind of know what they're here to do, but they've been procrastinating and they've been procrastinating maybe even for years and they suddenly start to take action and move forward. And I see this in, in the work that I do. I I worked with two clients recently. Um, the main focus was like relationships, but both of them actually received activations on their sole purpose and started taking their first steps and created their own businesses, even though we didn't even work on those things. So that's the power of soul codes. Examples of this. Um, let me think of an example, like showing others how to be wealthy. I've seen that in a couple of people. Or helping other people to love themselves. Or maybe you have the energy of helping others transmute their pain into power. Or you have powerful leadership codes. You're here with courage codes. Or you have healing presence. And another thing that I look at as well is your soul's transmission. So this is essentially your soul message. The vibration of your soul me message. And this is what people need to hear from you. So the way spirit shows me this is giving me like catchy phrases. Sometimes it can be kind of cheesy, so it's not using these exact words, but it's the essence of it. So think of it as your like tag tagline, your brand message. I worked with a somatic coach and healer a while ago. So her, her sole message was from surviving to thriving. And that was a quite good representation of the work that she was already doing. But it's super helpful to use the energy of that in your messaging, in your marketing, on your websites. Another example, I have a client that is a holistic life coach. So as a holistic coach, she helps her clients work with body, mind, and spirit, all of those things. But her main thing is healing the body first, because that's the most important part of her work. And that needs to come before anything else. So her soul's message was body first and the mind will follow, meaning getting your body on board with anything that you desire to create in this world, and then the rest can follow. That's when you start working on the mindset. That's when you can actually go out and do the things that you desire, when you can heal your physical vessel and hold that energy of what you want in your body. So what it really is, it's, it's the expression of energy that resides within you and how that energy wants to express itself in its highest form. Um, and it's also in the way that it wants to be expressed. So for some people that is through speaking or writing or creating in any other way, singing or be, or leading by example and showing others what's possible. 
And then, of course, we have our beautiful and very important soul lessons. So as I mentioned earlier in this episode, our your soul picks a different set of lessons and essentially challenges <laughs> for each incarnation. And this is really important to know because knowing your lessons will help you understand why you may continue facing the same patterns in certain areas. So you may see a reoccurring pattern and you're like, why does this keep happening to me? Or why do I keep attracting this type of people? Or, But this is really understanding what your biggest learning is. And this also points out like your biggest opportunities for growth. And this is where you can truly unlock the gifts, the traits, and the experiences that you truly need to operate at your highest potential. Because, I mean, none of us come into this world like super confident and have incredible leadership skills. Um, usually they pick certain lessons or challenges because that will be our greatest gift. That is actually how we will learn to embody the traits that we actually need, that we need to support us in our life purpose. And this is also the path of your soul's highest involvement. So identifying like karmic patterns and soul lessons that need to be learned. This is where your gold is. Like, so this is why you should see your struggles or your op obstacles as your opportunities for massive growth. So what is there for you to unlock on the other side is the key that you need on your ascension journey. I'll speak more about this in the next episode, but I feel that that's a really empowering way to look at maybe certain obstacles that you've been coming across or certain struggles on your soul path. Uh, these were the main components I look at when it comes to understanding the soul blueprints and the soul purpose. So what does all of this have to do with you and how can it help you expand your business? In my experience, this really is the fastest way to create an impactful and abundant business that is truly soul aligned. Because it's literally what you were born to do, doing the work that feels so natural to you and following your own unique path of prosperity, your own unique path of success. And this really allows you to channel the art of your soul and share it in a way that is so unique to you. And why is this important? This will allow you to unplug from all the external noise. This will allow you to stay in your own lane and truly stand out. And what I love about this so much when I channel this for other people, I can see like if they're coming to me and like, I feel imposter syndrome, it just melts away because when you receive this information, your soul starts to remember. And that's what can allow this imposter syndrome to just melt away because it's like, of course, I'm born to do this thing. This is who I am. This is who I've always been. And it eliminates so much of the mind drama that we have as entrepreneurs because we're bombarded with so much information in the online space about different business strategies, follow this five-step formula, and all the drama around niche and messaging. Like It's really exhausting. So knowing this information and also truly embodying it, because that's important. It's not just about the knowing. You need to live this. <laughs> um, this gives you so much clarity in your business, because you know exactly who you are, why you're here, what your true gifts to humanity are, how you're meant to share them, what makes you magnetizing to others, who your ideal clients are. This one, this is a big one. So this will also create so much clarity for you in your business about 
who your ideal people are, what they need to hear from you, what kind of offerings are most aligned with your soul frequency, because this is exactly what your soulmate clients are picking up on. And this is what unlocks abundance for you. So yes, it does um, help you really attract those soulmate clients, the ones that are really dreamy to work with because your soul is connected to the people that you're meant to work with in this lifetime. So embodying your blueprint really helps calling in the right people. And as I mentioned before, what I find with most soul-led entrepreneurs and even the intuitive ones <laughs> is that most of them aren't actually aligned with their soul blueprint, even though they might think that they are. Like, I'm living my purpose. I'm doing my thing. Why is business so hard? And this is where like, I see the symptoms clearly of being out of alignment. And that's usually that business feels hard. It feels like pushing a rock up a hill. Your offers aren't selling. You're not attracting clients or maybe you're attracting clients, but they're not exactly aligned ones. And you're not making the money that you know that you're capable of making. So for example, this can be super subtle sometimes. For example, if you're a coach, a psychic or a channel, that does not mean that all psychics have the same sole purpose or are meant to share their gifts in the exact same way. Your soul blueprint really is as unique as your thumbprint. I had a client recently that I had a business reading with, and she had really beautiful psychic abilities, but she was not meant to share them in the same way as me, for example. Like I was describing that for her. She was, her main archetype was to be a coach. So I explained, like, you're a psychic coach. You use your psychic abilities, you use your intuition when you are coaching your clients. So it's not really the same way that I do it as a channel where I am like channeling that information directly from spirit and guiding others through that information, mentoring others. So that is like all psychics are not created equally. <laughs> they do not share the same soul mission or are meant to share their gifts in the same way. So it's super unhelpful just to look at how other people are doing things and try to follow other people's path because the best path to success is your own. And that's already encoded within you. And I see this as well <laughs> with business owners who are focused on business coaching, for example. So they may have a degree in, I don't know, marketing, and they've been working corporate jobs, and they're, they're good at this. They know this. And then they want to start their own business to, you know, create something that is soul aligned and that gives them that freedom and that abundance and all that good stuff. But then they find it's not flowing and they're like, but why is this not working? I'm doing something that I'm good at and I'm serving a higher purpose. And then I tune into it and I can actually see that you're actually meant to be a healer. So when you actually shift to something, it can feel super scary. It's like, but I'm leaving behind something I'm super good at for this thing. And I don't even know how to do it. Like that is, it is super scary, but that's really what creates such massive results because I've seen that myself. So if you feel that this is you, <laughs> that maybe you're doing something that you've always been doing or that you know that you're good at and it starts to feel hard or a struggle, have a look at that. Is it really what you came here to do? And like I said, like the nuances can be very subtle sometimes because uh, it could be I had a client that was a coach and I'm like, you're, you're a leader. You are here to be a mentor. And that's what other people are drawn to you for because you are the visionary. You see the problem 
And you're not really here to empower others to to come to their own answers like you would do as a coach, but you're actually here to show, you're here to pave the way and show other people how to do something. And that might sound like a like a very small shift, but that's what made all of the difference in her business when she when she actually stepped into that. So it really is all in the details. It usually is just like the smallest things that need to happen to really amplify your magic and see the results that you want. So I've seen the results for myself, for my clients, and I see firsthand what an impact this has in expanding your business and really creating that off those offers that feel so good to you, that reflect your soul frequency and where everything just starts to flow. Like the right people find you, you experience those quantum leaps, you triple your income, like you have a lot more ease and flow and most importantly, more fulfillment and more joy. And that's when you get to have that soul aligned business that you're so in love with. Knowing this information isn't enough. You need to be embodied in this, living it, connected to your soul. And that's what I'm going to be speaking more about in the next episode. Because this is not just about like being successful and making a lot of money. Like anyone can learn to do that. You can learn to make a lot of money and be absolutely miserable. <laughs> this is more than just sitting in the tub in a tub of money just for the sake of that. Like this is about being in the business of being yourself and seeing your business as the vessel through which you channel the art of your soul and your truest expression. And this is where your business just becomes an extension of who you are. So essentially it's just about releasing all the conditioning of everything you're not and tapping into the truest essence of who you are. And this will unlock so much more for you. Okay, and that's a wrap for today. If you enjoyed this episode, you're definitely going to want to listen to the next one. So today was about the what, the information, and the next episode will be about the how. And I'll be speaking specifically about the power of energy work and how to truly embody your soul blueprint and step into your next level identity in your business. And I'll also be speaking about how to scale your business through working with your spirit guides. So you're definitely not going to want to miss that. And if you'd like to tap into your soul blueprint and have a chat with your guides, then you can book a channeled business reading with me. At the time of this recording, I'm also hosting a giveaway where you can win a free channeled reading with me, and I'll leave more information about that in the show notes. And of course, if you want to take this work even deeper, I want to make sure that you know all about my private one-on-one program, Quantum Expansion. I leave a link in for that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for listening today, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Channeled by Nina podcast. If you enjoyed today's conversation and would like to support the podcast, then simply screenshot this episode, share on your Instagram stories, and make sure to tag me at Channeled by Nina so that we can connect. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode.